Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. The Gospel for this week teaches us how radical sin is and its effects in our life. But it also teaches us how radical a response it requires from us to eradicate it and get it out of our lives and help others, too, to get sin out of their lives. Now, you, you may remember a story. It was about maybe 15, 20 years ago. It was about a young man who was hiking in southwestern United States. Well, while rappelling down a canyon, he fell unexpectedly, and one of his arms became pinned between two large boulders. Now, he spent hours and hours trying to get that arm out of those boulders, but he couldn't. Next, he spent two days and two nights trying to free himself, twisting and contorting his body and his arm so as to try and get his arm out from those two boulders. Finally convinced after two days that unless he could free himself, he was going to die there, die pinned between these two boulders, die from dehydration, starvation, the elements, or all of the above. So called for a radical act on his part. So he reached back and got his backpack. And in the backpack, he searched and he found his pocket knife. He opened the knife up and then he began to cut and cut and cut. He cut his arm off, the arm that was pinned between the two boulders. And suddenly he freed himself. Now he found a tourniquet and he wrapped it around the remaining part of his arm in order to prevent him from bleeding to death and then began to walk out of that canyon. Just a while later, he found a road, and eventually he was rescued. Now, that young man is alive today because of that radical act on his part to keep himself alive. Now, it's interesting, just a few years later, there is a similar episode. There was a young woman who was surfing off the waters of California. Suddenly, she was attacked by a shark. The shark grabbed her arm and dragged her underwater. Now, for a split second, underwater with this shark holding onto her arm, she thought to herself, if she didn't do something, this shark was going to kill her, either drown her or rip her apart. And so it called upon a radical act on her part. And so, while under the water, with this shark grasping onto her arm, she began to beat the shark's face with her free arm. She started hitting it in its nose. And then she took both of her feet and tried to kick the shark's eyes in the hopes of hurting the shark. And in doing so, the shark would release her. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. The shark bit down and severed her arm completely off. And yet this young woman had the presence of mind to make it all the way to the surface of the water 
She found help and eventually she was rescued. Now, in both cases, these two people, they faced radical situations. It required radical responses in order for them to live. And so I think Jesus is trying, you know, trying to use the similar message for us in this weekend's gospel, especially as it pertains to the seriousness of sin and at how it has a direct consequence on the mortality of our souls. Jesus says, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Now, we all know millstones are used to grind wheat into flour. These stones are not ordinary stones. They are large, round stones that weigh hundreds of pounds. Now, if that stone were tied around your neck and it was thrown into the sea, you would go straight to the bottom of the sea. There would be no hope for you. You would die. And so Jesus is teaching us just how radical sin is. It's not something that we can just talk about in passing, that we can just laugh off or joke about. No. Jesus is telling us sin has a direct consequence on the mortality of our souls. It requires a radical response on our behalf to avoid it and help others too to avoid it. Now, this talk may be a bit unsettling or make us feel uncomfortable. But if you study the Gospels countless times, Jesus did use this type of hard language, not to scare us or get our attention. No, just to highlight the truth and the seriousness of it. More to it, go to the great spiritual masters of our church for centuries on end. St. Augustine, Bonaventure, Benedict, St. Francis, they always talked about the spiritual danger of sin. They referred to it as spiritual warfare and the radical response required of us to combat this spiritual dangers. Consequently, we have to look upon this gospel with all due seriousness. Now, Jesus continues. He says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed than with two hands to go into Gehenna, into the unquenchable fire. Now, we use our hands for many things, to reach out and grab things. Well, where do we see people in the Bible reaching out and grabbing something and getting into serious trouble? We'll go to Genesis, the very beginning of the Bible. Adam and Eve in the fall of grace, grasping at that forbidden fruit, Now, mind you, original sin was ushered into this world not simply by eating the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Original sin was ushered into this world by that very act of grasping by Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve reached out and they grabbed that fruit because they saw God as a rival. They said to themselves, you know, the reason why God is preventing us from eating the fruit from that tree Because he knows we'll become gods ourselves. And he wants to keep us down, prevent that from happening. And so he forbids us from eating that fruit. Well, by grasping for that fruit, essentially, Adam and Eve want to be gods themselves. They're grasping in some ways, they want to be equal to God. Now, in some ways, that continues in our day and age. 
people grasping in the form of moral relativism. Now, we probably all know this term or read about it. Moral relativism is a term in which the individual says God is not the determinant of what is morally good and evil. Instead, I am. I determine that. And so, what I determine may be different from you or you or you. It's all relative to me. More to it, the person that practices moral relativism not only determines what's morally good and evil in their life rather than God, but they also say to God, you know, God, you don't tell me how to live my life. I do. And you don't tell me how to practice my faith. I do. And you don't tell me when or how to practice my faith. I do. See, people are grasping at that. They see themselves essentially equal to God. They're grasping at things that are contrary to the teachings of Christ and his church. What's required? A radical act. They can't see God as a rival, but instead as Savior and friend, as the person who loved them so much that Christ died for us all to save us. And so a change of attitude to recognize God and only God is the sole arbiter of what is morally good and evil in this world. Next, Jesus says, If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life crippled than to have two feet to be thrown into Gehenna. Now, we use our feet to walk. Now, spiritually speaking, we must always be walking the path that leads to Jesus Christ. However, some people choose to walk a different path that leads them away from Christ and to something else in this world. Fame, fortune, money, materialism, power, whatever it may be. If you read the Gospels, Jesus always uses parables about walking or traveling. Well, if we're walking the wrong path, it requires a radical act on our part. To abandon that path, wherever it is leading, and instead come back to the path that always leads to Christ. Finally, Jesus says, If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into Gehenna. Now, we all know baptism is the second greatest event in our life. The first greatest event in our life is when we see the beatific vision. When we come face to face with God in heaven, that's when we know we've made it. We will now be with God and all the saints and the angels and our relatives forever in paradise. See, our whole spiritual life is just about that, looking for and seeing the presence of God in our life, in the life of the church, in the sacraments, and in this world. But our eyes can be distracted by something else in this world whatever it may be. If that's the case, then it's going to be difficult for us to see that divine presence in our life or in this world. What's required? A radical act on our part. To look away from that distraction and instead look to the presence of God found in our life and in this world. Friends, the gospel for this weekend, yes, it's challenging, even difficult, but we need to hear it and act upon it for our own spiritual health of our souls. Sin has a devastating effect on the mortality of our souls. What's required? A radical act on our behalf 
to eradicate it, turn away from it, in order for us to always be in a right relationship with God. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.